Hello and welcome back to the Bra Game. This is the final episode of Series 1. But as you say, don't be sad it's over, just be glad it happened. This episode will have a bit more of a personal touch as we're talking about youth football in Scotland, something Nathan and myself have obviously experienced firsthand in our youth. So myself, I started playing at about age five for Celtic Soccer School at my local sports facility, which then moved to the four-side games at Little Cares pitches, which anyone who's played youth football, youth football in Scotland will know, because Little Cares is a massive sports facility. I kind of stopped at about age five or six when I was in school, and then I played just kind of like, I didn't really play for any teams until I was about 15, where I joined Cow United in the Fourth Valley Central Youth League. Um, I kind of I spent what a season there, and the team they were kind of they didn't do very well. We got a few victories, but we finished kind of bottom end of the table. Um, and then after that, I moved to my local team, Dunboyne Soccer Club, um, and I spent one and a half seasons there. At, uh, at Dunboyne, we kind of we won the league shield, and we had we got we did quite a lot better. We got quite a good a lot of uh, victories. And the league shield was like quite a good thing. It gave like it was a lower half of the league shield, so it gave uh, teams in the bottom half of the league like a chance to kind of win silverware, which was something we hadn't really done before. And we always tried. We were quite a good team because we always tried to kind of play like nice passing football rather than like what most Scottish teams do is just kind of hoof the ball up the park and aim for the goal kind of thing. So it kind of went against the grain of like the typical youth football in Scotland by playing this kind of like Spanish type of like passing game. And it, it definitely helped to kind of improve my technical skills a lot, um, and yeah, so that's kind of my experience at Scottish football at youth level. Uh, now on to Nathan, who's probably going to have a bit more experience than me. Uh, when it comes to football, I've been playing football since I was nine. Uh, throughout my youth career, I've been a lot of places, a lot of different places with a lot of different styles of football, so I feel like I've got a good knowledge of what Scottish football is like for, uh, for youth players. Uh, I started off playing at a club in Falkirk called Syngenta, where I spent about two and a half seasons where they were quite successful, having taken trips to Holland to play in football tournaments, coming third to playing against teams like Zenit was a big honour and an experience for myself as a young football player. After Syngenta, I moved to another local team in Falkirk called Geirdok, where I also had success playing in tournaments getting into the semi-final of the Scottish Cup, winning the Knockout Cup in the league to two years in a row. Uh, after this, I'd got a bit of attention from youth sides, so I'd had a couple of spells at Hearts and St Mirren and also a small spell at Hibs, which all three came to an end due to my physical appearance, a lot of them to do with my height, which I think is, shows a lot about the Scottish league and how there's a lot about the Scottish League and how they believe physical ability is more important than technical ability, which I think is what lets down Scotland, Scottish football as a whole. Uh, you get leagues like Spain, the best player possibly in history has been Pele, Messi, and all of them are under five foot eight. but the way Scotland football works is they want the biggest, roughest players. And after my youth, after my time at youth academies, I've went on to teams for Tynecastle and where I currently am now, Edinburgh United, playing junior football. And overall, when it comes to youth football, I feel a lot of teams don't get as much attention due to where they are. I feel like if we had more media outlets that showed different 
types of med- uh, different types of youth clubs, not just the big names that you've heard of, like the the Tyne Castles and the Banks of Dean and the Aberdeen teams. I feel if they went up to the Highlands, you'd find more prospects, and I feel youth football in Scotland has a long way to go. Yeah, like I agree. Like I, I kind of, ha- I had the opposite. Cause I'm obviously quite tall. I'm six foot one in a minute, so I was a lot taller than like quite a lot of the players in my league. And then, like by trade, I'm a, I'm a holding midfielder, but I rarely ever got played there just due to my, my build, my height. I, it was pretty much just like I got played up front or played at centre back, just kind of told to be a physical presence, get my head on the ball. If I was a centre-back, I would be just winning headers over the other team's tall striker and it would be more just like aerial battle. And then I kinda, my, my technical skills, like my pace, my range of passing kind of just got pushed to the side because in Scotland, even though we tried to play it quite a passing game, you can't really play it. It's like hard to play like that because you do just kind of get pushed about, which is it's not really that's not really how football is meant to be played. Obviously, there is physicality, but I think it's just a bit of a shame that stuff like that happens. But I kind of see in like with like soccer schools and stuff in Scotland, there is quite a lot, there is a bit of more of a push to like get in like technical ability focused. Like you get kind of these things like box soccer, which like get just focus on getting players touches on the ball as many passes as possible, getting your head up, which is how football should be played, rather than just kind of like the easy cop-out of just launching the ball towards goal, a big striker kneeling the ball in the net. And it's just not it's not, it's not attractive to watch either, and no, no one particularly enjoys it. I think this kind of brings us on to like the standards of youth football. But in my t- uh, career, both Cowie and Dunblane, they had a relatively good level of equipment, like cones, um, poles, etc. But... The pitches they had were not very high quality. Like Cowie had two pitches, one was a bit too big for youth level, waterlogged, and then the second pitch, too small, dry, full of molehills, so you didn't really get a good surface to play on, which made it hard to pass the ball about because it'd either get stuck in the wetness or like bobble over the holes and stuff. Um, and in Dumbling as well, they had a 3G AstroTurf, which it was high quality, but it was small, and there was no raised fence behind the goal, so the balls would end up kind of going over the fence quite a lot, which just caused a lot of hassle. And obviously AstroTurf isn't really what you want to be playing on, it's not realistic, and it's more likely to cause an injury, like you hardly get AstroTurf at professional level for a reason, because they don't like it, it's not real. And then the second pitch was a rugby pitch pretty much, so the ground was always churned up, and it got waterlogged easily meaning the games most of the time were played on the Astro, which was a bit of a shame, because I just, I didn't like playing on it. You couldn't slide tackle anyone, you just got like Astro burn. I think lots of teams in Scotland struggle with this, like many teams in Scotland struggle to maintain a good quality grass pitch, especially during winter, most of them are unplayable. You even see this, to be fair, with uh, Premiership teams, they they don't have the funds to keep to maintain a high quality grass pitch over the winter. Um, but the thing is, you get countries like Iceland, they've got much weather than us, so what they did, they built indoor pitches, and they've got really good technical ability because they play indoor a lot, um, they've, so they, they manage well, and then you get Scandinavian countries, also they have their off-season in winter, which means when the weather's worse, they're not playing, and then when the weather's best, they are playing, which makes sense to me, something Scotland should probably be doing as well, but sadly we don't. And the thing that it shows that we don't have to put up with the kind of negative things that we currently are, um, and it also kind of shows like how there's like youth football models that would work pretty well here. Um, yeah. 
Uh, when growing up playing youth football, I kind of got lucky with the situation I was in. It started off as you know, we would play on a normal grass field outside of a high school, but progressing into a more professional standard of football, I was got shown the more luxury when it came to youth football. You got shown the got to play in professional stadiums, professional training grounds, got our own physios and staff and stuff as a team. So we got more. wasn't really your typical youth football, your youth Sunday league. It was more like a mini professional league, which was nice. It was nice to have when you're playing football and you show a passion for it. I think it builds more passion, but it lost the excitement of just being kids playing football in a park. It kind of made us, kind of took away the childhood version of the football. It kind of just made us into adults when we were 13, 14 playing football. Yeah, I think that that kind of it shows that there's there's there is a lot of positives in Scottish football at youth level, but there are kind of a lot of things that should be improved and also that just can be improved. Like lots of the things we were putting up with, like I've said before, having waterlogged pitches all winter and then games being rescheduled and then teams having cramped schedules during summer can be avoided by just playing through the summer. Like I'm not saying like playing right the way through summer maybe because obviously people are busy people have holidays and that but like most people have a lot more free time during summer than during the winter than anything because people are always busy with coursework and school at youth age with things like that over winter so I think summer it, it just kind of is something people would enjoy that lots of people miss football when they're not playing so I think like having a winter off season would benefit everyone massively and then obviously like you know, investing more like we do have indoor pitches here like at Hamden for like the youth national teams they get to play indoors a lot so I think expanding on that a wee bit allowing more teams to play there maybe building more indoor pitches it'll just kind of give us that security that um, we'll always have facilities to play in no matter what the weather is um, but yeah so I think there's a lot of good things but there's also a lot of things that can be improved on that hopefully will be improved in the next few years yeah, that's it for the first series of the Brawl Game podcast been a good laugh recording the series and you never know season two could hopefully one day become a reality thanks for listening i've been aiden swanston and you've been joined by my co-host here it's been good to film the series get a more of a view on what the scottish football's like it's different when you think about it and just talk about it with mates but when you're doing it in this sort of setup it's a lot easier to get a better view on what the game's like and what youth, the youth game's like as well right thanks See you next year. Bye.